The main job of a UX designer is to make sure that there are no barriers between users and their goals. But is that all that they do? In today's episode, we are going to get to know the role of a UX designer. Hi everybody, it's Christiana and Samantha, and we're back with another episode that you don't wanna miss on the Deeper Than Tech podcast, where we talk about how to grow your career in an industry that was not designed with us in mind. We'll be diving deep into this topic, but before we do, if you're loving the podcast so far, we appreciate it if you share it with a friend or a coworker. So Christiana, what exactly does a UX designer do? I guess the easiest way to explain it is that UX designers create products that are easy to use, meet user expectations, and also meet business goals and are accessible to a diverse group of users. When you say a diverse group of people, what do you mean? You know, we as humans, we're very dynamic people, so no two people are alike in all ways. So you want to make sure that your product is accessible to you know, people who have disabilities, as well as your wider range of uh, audience of users as well. UX designers also worry about like inclusiveness when it comes to maybe race and gender. Is that also in part of UX design? That is a part of, I guess, uh, I'll say just inclusive design overall. You know, you should be considering, again, your target audience when it comes to your users. It's such a broad topic, so trying to explain it in the best way possible that it makes sense. So I would say UX design focuses on the interaction between uh, real users and the everyday products and services, I guess, that we use. So when I say diverse group of people, you want to make sure that you are creating products for someone who is deaf, you know, they can still use your product. Somebody who is not able to see, they can still use your product. And then at the same time, you want to make sure that um, the products that you're creating also meet, you know, the business goals as well as the user needs. I think it's perfect. Thank you so much for explaining what a UX designer does. Are there any common misconception about what UX designers do? Oftentimes, I think people uh, have misconception that UX designers typically just are there to make things pretty or, you know, you're there to, you know, create wireframes. That is just a small fraction of what UX designers do. When it comes to creating products that more people can use or things that are easy for people to use, there's a lot of psychology that goes, you know, into that. There's a lot of research that goes into that as well. And so there are also multiple parties that are usually involved when it comes to creating products besides just the user. It's also about the business. So I guess the misconception is that, you know, we're there to make things look good, but that is just that's not the case. You're there to make things that are easy to use for most people um, that meet the business goals as well. I heard that UX design is also about like the feeling that you give to somebody when they're using the product. How do you feel about that statement? Well, it's all about, it's an experience, I guess I would say. There we when go. You, I like that word. <laughs> yeah, it is an experience. When UX design is not exactly something that you immediately think about, but when you go online and say you are trying to get a quote for car insurance, for example, and you go through a very easy and seamless process, it's asking you questions, you give your responses, and at the end, you get the quote that you're looking for. And it's very seamless and it's easy. And at the end of that, you're satisfied and you get what you want. So you don't really think about user experience. 
experiencing that sense, but the, the feeling of satisfaction that you get, you know, with a seamless process versus if you were to try to go through the same process and you're frustrated and you don't understand the questions that are being asked or you can't, you don't get to the end result that you want and you end up leaving frustrated and not able to complete your task. That's also a user experience, but, you know, you leave feeling frustrated at the end of that. So in a sense, it does give, you know, the user different feelings, I guess, based on how they're able to go through the actual journey of completing, you know, the different tasks that they're trying to do. So speaking of tasks, what is like some of the day-to-day life of a UX designer? Right now, I would say I attend a lot of meetings. (laughs) I attend a lot of meetings. I do quite a bit of presentations. I would say... The majority of my mornings are usually spent with meetings, different product teams. It also depends on, I would say, how large of a group that you're working with. Sometimes UX designers uh, might be like the only designers on the team, or they're working with like within a large group. You have a lot of developers or product teams. So that could also determine what your day-to-day looks like. So for me, I am part of a large team a lot of mornings and meetings. We do a lot of stand-ups with you know developers and just different product teams. And then I spend a lot of part of my day that could be working on a variety of things, either working on iterating designs or going over like some of the feedback or user research information that we have or working with other designers. So I spend, I would say, mornings and meetings and then a lot of part of the day with some tasks. It could be either working on design flows or page flows or, you know, analyzing feedback. It just, it varies on what projects I'm working on. I want to like pick up on the analyzing feedback part. So usually I know at my job, a product manager would come up with a feature based off of user research and then they'll maybe pass it or like data and then they'll like give it to the UX designer. What would be the first thing that you would do after you receive your, I guess, task for the day? It's, I guess, really trying to understand if it's like requesting for like a new feature, really trying to understand the reason, I guess, the reason behind it. Is this that something that users are requesting or was this a result of like, where is, I guess, trying to really understand where is it coming from? Where is the request coming from? Is it that we have, like, we're within a current application and we're just trying to make changes or, you know, make updates to it? So the most important thing is really trying to understand the feature that you're asking for. Or what is the purpose of it? What's the goal of it? What is the benefit that we're trying to give to our users? Or what, what exactly is it supposed to do? And then based on that, try to also understand if there are any constraints surrounding that and things like time constraints or project constraints before you actually start trying to build anything. And then also if there's any data to share with you, usually they should, and that will kind of help you guide you in, in your process as well. So you don't just immediately go and start designing something. Okay, so there's a lot of like research around what product has given you. Do you ever push back on product and be like, this may not be the best idea? There's a lot of pushback. (laughs) There's a lot of pushback. (laughs) You know, so oftentimes the product teams, you know, can uh, come up with something that they want or something that uh, a flow that they need, you know, design out. And, you know, whether to make recommendations and make suggestions and, 
you know, kind of show, I guess, the best way possible to go about planning that. And oftentimes, you know, we get pushback as to, you know, why they maybe they want it a specific way or so you have to be, I guess, ready for your, I won't say defend, but you have to be ready to explain why, why your designs are, so what you're recommending, you know, how it benefits the product versus it's not every time that product teams request something that they always get what they want. You know, there's a lot of back and forth. Yes, I have seen a lot of products come through and be like, no, we shouldn't do this. But sometimes it's not just a top down situation. It needs to be more of a 360 situation, talking to all parts of the team to get the best decision for the user. What is your favorite thing about being a UX designer? I would say for me, one of my favorite things about being a UX designer is that I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly learning how people utilize products because just because you design it one way does not mean that's how your users will actually use that product. So I'm constantly learning about people, how they utilize things. I'm constantly learning new technology, you know, whenever new things come out. I'm constantly learning, you know, new software. Like right now, I'm in the process of, you know, learning Figma. I'm kind of late to the train, but <laughs> that's where I am. So it's for me, I would say my favorite thing is I'm constantly learning. It keeps me on my toes all the time. Yeah, Figma is a great tool for UX designers, I would say, because it also gives you like, for, I guess, developers, it puts all the styles on the side, which is like super nice for me. I could just like copy and paste the styles and we are good to go. So what other tools are good for a UX designer? Figma has kind of taken over to a certain extent, but there are other tools that people use. Prior to Figma, people, a lot of people were using Adobe, Adobe Suite, you know, anywhere from like Illustrator and Photoshop. Some UX designers still use that. There are different like wireframing tools. I know Envision is a big one as well. We also use like whiteboarding tools like Mural as well. But the good thing with Figma is it incorporates a lot of all those, you know, different elements. So you just have the one software that you can use to, you know, do different things. So it has replaced, you know, a few other softwares for UX designers, but then there's always pen and paper. <laughs> you know, when you do science, sometimes you can lay out your ideas or, you know, explain how a process works. You know, there's always a good old pen and paper. So I think the, the good thing with UX design is it's not dependent on a tool or a set of tools. You can always use a combination of tools to accomplish the same task. You mentioned one of the tools will be Adobe. And I know that a lot of UX designers would probably lean towards Adobe just because it has more of a graphical interface and you do a lot of cool Photoshop and editing. What is the difference between a UI designer and a UX designer? Okay, so uh, UI design is more about you're focusing mainly just on your interface. You're focusing on how things look on the screen, where they are placed, the different pixels, the different colors. So it's very interface focused. Whereas the UX or user experience focuses on the complete range of, of the user journey. So it focuses on not just the interface, but it, you know, the problems that you're trying to solve, what is the benefits, how does a user go, you know, accomplish different tasks, what are the different things that they see at different phases. It involves visual design, information architecture, it involves UI design. So UX is a combination of, I would say, different aspects, whereas UI design or interface design just mainly focuses on the interface. 
Thank you so much, Christiana, for breaking this all down for us. What does a UX designer do? Until next time, y'all. Bye.